Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jameson. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jameson. Welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. I hope you are doing well and business is booming. We are here to help you to earn more money and to really get your business efficient and fine-tuned and as profitable as it possibly can be, as well as winning in life. And so today we're going to be talking with Brian Fullerton. He is the host of the Fullerton Unfiltered podcast. He also runs Brian's Lawn Maintenance. He's building a dream house. He has just had a son and he has a daughter. He has a wife. The list goes on and on and on. Brian's got a lot going on in his life and he is a friend of mine and he is one of those friends that inspires me to be uh, better in life and in business. I mean, Brian is a go-getter and he's just taking life on at a hundred miles per hour, uh, kicking butts and taking names as they say. And I uh, definitely enjoy when I get to hang out with him because afterwards I just feel like I got to get it together. I got to have like, I don't have a wife yet. I want a wife. Brian uh, has a wife, two kids, all, all this stuff going on. And he still gets more done than me in a day. So I'm like, okay, I have to Get it together for sure. Um, and we're also going to be joined by, how's that intro, Mr. Producer? Uh, I, I I don't have enough. I, I need like uh, uh, bullet points to, to go over all of Brian's introduction. He's just, he's just got so much going on. Yeah, the YouTube channel too. So thank you. Dynamite drop in, Mr. Producer. Um, we also have Jeff from GPS Tracking. And what we're going to be doing is Jeff's actually going to be interviewing Brian and I. So Jeff's going to ask us a couple uh, questions to get Brian and I teed up and going. Uh, we're going to be talking about how we can become more efficient, more organized, um, get better employees, ultimately make more money. So anyway, without further ado, uh, here's my conversation with Jeff and Brian. Awesome, guys. Well, I've had the pleasure to be on both of their podcasts, so it's nice to be on the other side of the table, right? I don't have to do all the talking today. Um, these guys are going to give us some excellent information. Um, so let's get into it. Um, first thing, guys. Um, what do you think is the biggest challenge in home services based business industry right now? That's a good question, Paul. You're up. <laughs> I would say the labor is the, the most difficult here. I live in Cumming, Georgia at the moment. I'm, I'm moving July 10th. Stay tuned. But you can work at Costco. They're paying quite a bit. Even Target is. Uh, we have Tyson Chicken, a big old plant. And you work in the air conditioning. They offer you pretty good salary, uh, signing bonus at most of these places. And so to get somebody to work in the climate here, and they call it nickname um, our city, Hotlanta, where your uh, headquarters is actually here, right off Holcomb Bridge Road. But um, it's hard to get people to work in the elements. And, and that is a decade of watching this happen. It's very hard to get someone motivated to mow grass. It, it just is the truth. So I think that's the biggest issue is finding motivated employees who want to lay sod or mow grass, or I'm sure in Brian's case, plow that snow and make that dough. So, so yeah, the labor issue is a big time. Uh, it has been a big issue and now it's the biggest issue in my opinion. 
Yeah, I, I would double down on that. I would say uh, labor and finding good people is always a challenge. Uh, every good company, as you guys all know, that are running small businesses out there, we rise and fall on our people. Uh, uh, just to uh, piggyback on that, but also maybe branch out a little bit. I think uh, marketing is still a challenge for a lot of companies out there. Um, twofold. One, you're trying to get established, spread the name. Uh, so that can be a challenge. But then number two, how do you differentiate yourself from the other guys that have been doing this for 10, 15, 20 years that have the the big trucks, the big brand recognition, name recognition around town? How do you, uh, as a new business, you know, take those customers from those established companies? Uh, you know, it's a doggy dog world sometimes out there. Uh, so I think uh, talking about sales and marketing is one of my favorite topics. So I think besides finding good people, like Paul said, which I totally agree. Um, I think being able to market your business effectively uh, is a, uh, a paramount thing that a lot of guys uh, need to learn and love learning. And it's a fun topic to talk about. Yeah, Brian, I was just telling Mr. Producer, we we're talking on the phone the other day and I was like, Brian Fullerton is a world-class marketer. You're just, you are so good at marketing. So that, that was an excellent answer. And you, you are an amazing marketer. I, I look up to you and, and learn a lot from what a great hey, marketer you, know, you are. I, I appreciate that. I think um, the best way I heard it say, and this is something that stuck with me and really helped me because I was not Mr. Sales and Marketing uh, 20 years ago. I'm actually like an introvert, not Mr. In Front of the House. Actually doing webinars like this is the, the last thing usually on my mind that I volunteer for. <laughs> so, uh, but, I, but I've really come to find that sales and marketing, uh, sales or sell in general is just a four-letter word for help. And so I've really changed my paradigm on that about 10, 15 years ago to realize, hey, my company is the best because we can help people the best. And so I think if you want to be a world-class marketer, um, you just got to learn how to help people and uh, be the most effective at it. So uh, I'm not trying to be a used car sales guy, right? Everybody uh, kind of despises those kind of individuals. But if you're trying to help the customer, I think that's a whole different conversation and spirit uh, about that conversation. So uh, yeah, no, absolutely, brother. I'm excited about Talking about a little bit of all the above today, Jeff, what do we got going on next? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's piggyback on that marketing with when you think about how we use our system, right? It's brand management in the field, right? This helps you manage how your employees act, behave, operate in the field, arriving on time, spending the proper time to to do the job right. And that's that's on-site management. That's on-site marketing, um, showing that the type of service and the quality service that your company is offering. So uh, that's I think a definite way GPS can be roped into that. Um, to, to run the more effective business and, and to market in the field per se. So, um, all right. Dynamite um, so drop, yeah. dynamite drop in Jeff. There you go. There you go, right? Good job. <laughs> hey, uh, not a podcaster, but I do play one on TV boys. So, um, <laughs> all right. Um, so we got a poll question coming out guys. Um, uh, you can help us out with and give us some feedback. Next question. Um, how can technology, um, advance the home service space industry? Good question. You want me to lead off, Paul? Yeah, I was looking at the question and I didn't hear the question. Yeah, so I just saw the, the poll pop up. That's too, what I was reading the pool. I can't multitask. So you go, Brian. <laughs> it's like squirrel, you know. Uh, if you guys see the poll that popped up that Jeff just put out there in the team, uh, make sure you guys vote on that. We'll talk about it in a minute. Uh, how can technology help service field businesses? I, I, I would say um, efficiency and production and accountability like no other. I mean, whether you're using a CRM for billing, uh, a telematics like a GPS for tracking and then some. Um, it just is a really good way to make sure that nothing falls through the cracks on your business. Uh, we're all busy, busy, busy. Uh, sometimes we're all go, go, go. 
And uh, sometimes the best analogy I have is if you got a bowl of Cheerios and you splash that milk in really fast, sometimes those Cheerios stick to the side of the bowl or they fall out of the bowl. And so as business owners, we're constantly trying to put the Cheerios back in the milk, right? So that could be uh, fleet maintenance, that can be accounts receivable. Uh, so what a good CRM or what a, a software like GPS track it and many, many other great services out there allow you to do is to make sure that those things don't fall through the cracks. And it's a small investment for a lot of efficiencies and productivity gained. So I, I always have seen that the companies that are growing the fastest and the companies that are growing the strongest and have uh, the most robust business models are not shying away from technology. They're pressing in and pushing towards technology. And for all the reasons that I just mentioned and, and many more that I know we're going to get into today. So it's it's helping people and it's making more money. It's making more productivity. And that translates to the bottom line. We're in business to make money. Yeah, yeah totally. Our mutual friend, Caleb Allman says, efficiency is everything. <laughs> and if you can find a way to use technology to become a more efficient and ultimately more profitable, it, it, it's a no brainer. So um, there's definitely opportunities out there to utilize technology to be more efficient to, at the end of the day, make more money. So, uh, yeah. yeah, to me, guys, efficiency equals revenue, right? The whole goal when we think about you know, those automated systems or those technology systems is to increase revenue through efficiency, right? The more we do, the more we get done, the faster we get it done, the more we automate it, the more revenue we make. When we take that revenue, we can put it back in our business and grow our business, um, making sure that we um, we stay on track with our plans, right? Um, also, efficiencies help reduce overhead costs. So when you're increasing those efficiencies and gaining more revenue and helping reduce those overhead costs, business becomes more profitable, everybody's more happy, and we, we hit that growth trajectory we're looking for, especially when you start out small and, and you want to grow big. So awesome. That's great. Um, Amen. Um, all right. So how have you seen, so let's, let's ask the question in a slightly different way. How have you seen the industry change through this type of technology? So think about when you guys first started and now what's, what's different with the use of technology. Can, can I go first, Paul? Would you mind? Cause man, I, <clears throat> I was a train wreck on wheels. My first 10, 11 years in business were not the most illustrious, um, not the best equipment, not the best, um, customer service, not the best marketing, not the best billing. We've had to literally excavate the whole company from the ground up the last six years. I kind of call it Brands Law Maintenance 2.0. And for any of you guys that are out there struggling, um, if you're struggling, that's okay. But there's no nobility in struggling forever. Okay. Like you have to deconstruct what's bottlenecking your company. If your billing is uh, out of whack, uh, your books are not you know, uh, kept up, hire a bookkeeper, get a CRM. Uh, evaluate having better uh, invoicing systems with a, a credit card on file with some of your key clients or maybe a residential route. Um, if you are not keeping up in your fleet maintenance and not sure where all of your equipment is and your routes aren't optimized, heck, that's what we're talking about today. GPS tracking and so much more. Um, we Those are just two minor examples that I can talk about with billing and equipment that have just two of like five or six uh, core issues that my company was struggling with. And it was a painful process to write the ship, I'll be honest. Um, but you know what, if we, we had to fix that eventually. And so by incorporating those kind of technologies or softwares or systems into our business, uh, it was an investment. But it, it was what what's the good old saying, like two steps backwards to go five steps forward. 
And we, we couldn't just keep pumping the brakes as I was growing my business. These bottlenecks had to be um, uh, rectified for us to continue to grow. And they say like new levels, new devils. Well, if you want to grow, you what's the other uh, saying, Jeff? Uh, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Yep, so right. if if you're struggling with certain things and you've been doing it the same way because we've always done it that way for a day, a week, a month, or a year, uh, I would in, uh, encourage you guys to... Hey, one of my favorite quotes that I read is, uh, your mind is like a parachute. It only works when it's open. So don't be so resistant to change. I'll, I'll tell you, I, I have just... Uh, excavated and, and reformed the whole company in the last five years. And it's been transformational and it's, it's set us free to be honest with you. So uh, those are just some like minor topics. I'm sure Paul can weigh in on a couple more. <laughs> yeah. I just saw it at scale. I was in uh, New Hampshire and this company does over a million dollars per month. <laughs> and they're, they're looking at $18 million a year. And I was asking him, how in the world are you pulling this off? And it comes down to technology. I was, me and Brian were kind of cracking inside jokes because he was at Corey Ballard's and I was uh, up there at um, North Point Outdoors. But I was like, even when they fill up their fuel, it's all through Wi-Fi technology. So they don't put the wrong kind of fuel in the wrong vehicle. So they have on-road, you know, diesel, off-road diesel, your regular fuel, and it's all through technology. So a technician can't, can't screw it up. And I'm just like, my brain isn't even cool. thinking like that. And so <laughs> Brian covered all the bases. I echo and agree with everything he set up from your billing to um, all your financials, you know, using softwares, technology systems, but it, there's even other layers of being, um, you know, what fuel you put in your vehicles um, using technology for. So it's, it's wild. Well, <clears throat> Jeff, if you don't mind me just uh, doubling down, because um, I want to just continue with what Paul was saying. So many guys are, they have no problem spending $10,000 on a new lawnmower, but you tell them to spend $20 a month on uh, software or a CRM or marketing. And they're just, whoa, you know, hold the brakes, uh, pull the brakes. And I'm like, don't just look at your equipment uh, as the thing that you should be investing in. Look at the the infrastructure of the business just as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So explain how companies can assess their costs in year one by adding like fleet management tools, but potentially dash cams to their fleet. Talk a little through that. Yeah. Well, the liability is if, if you have on camera, but let's say there is an incident that happens, unfortunately, Jeff, if you can capture the, you know, raw footage and be like, here's what happened, you know, that, that could ultimately be a savings right there. So it's kind of like a preventative plan of, uh, you know, having those dash cams and, and as well, it's going to, um, when I know I'm on camera, I, I was talking to my friend, Dr. Frank, the other day, I was on an important business meeting call and he was working on the desk next to me. I was like, Frank, you got to behave yourself. No, no, no inside jokes here. No humor. You know, like we're, we're on camera, you know, you could, there's a hot mic and, and I'm like on my best behavior and I'm, I'm warning my friend, like, don't, you know, he's got some squirrely jokes sometimes, you know? So if your employees know that they're, you know, basically there's a camera there. They're going to be on their, their, they'll be going to be more aware to be driving the speed limit and, you know, uh, two, two hands on the wheel and things of that nature. What do you think, Brian? I mean, exactly the same thing. I, um, try not to be big brother on that kind of stuff, Sure, but you need an insurance policy, right? And that's yeah. what dash cams are. That's what GPS tracking is. Um, you know, my bookkeeper looks at my books, but guess who looks over my bookkeeper? Me. Like, you know, so you need to have your team, but, Somebody's also got to be 
holding things accountable and just keeping tabs. I go through my bank account statements once a month, like I'm sure most of you guys do. Um, and people are like, well, I don't want to spy on my team. Well, if you feel like you're spying on your team, that's because you already don't trust your team. You're right. Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't want to be the butthead, but at the end of the day, it's just an insurance policy in case something did happen. Wouldn't it be nice to have dash cam footage or GPS telematics saying, no, 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 my driver definitely wasn't at fault. He was going 32 in that 45. But the other driver said, no, no, he was speeding. It's an insurance policy. And I don't care if you got two trucks or 200 trucks. Mm-hmm. Um, the investment is so nominal. So yeah, that's what I would, that's what I would say. Yeah. And, and most businesses are trying to mitigate risk across multiple avenues, right? Uh, from all day accounting side, from the, the employment and labor side. And then we think about our assets in the field and our fleet in the field um, and insurance costs these days, um, dash cams are a perfect solution for that, right? Risk mitigation is, is key uh, for most businesses. And, and- well, I was going to say, I mean, insurance fraud is up like crazy. How many times have we all seen some crazy YouTube video of some buddy pulling out in front of somebody or brake checking somebody for just just some simple example? And as your company gets bigger, you you automatically get a big target on the back of your truck and on the back of your back. They they say a paycheck. So uh, it's a nominal investment to just have a little uh, peace of mind, a little... Uh, Corporate uh, lingo, I think they say, Jeff, is CYA. So yeah, there you go. So CYA. I mean, what I love to use is you're a driving billboard 24/7, right? Exactly. So, um, so we got to protect those assets. So prevention and protection is what that's going to bring to the table for everybody. So, um, what are some tricks that that other industries are doing with their fleets and equipment to, to save money or increase efficiency that that other companies can also use, guys? I'd say just uh, small efficiencies from practical standpoints, like load and unload time, just making sure your equipment's ready to go. Um, A a practical example for us is we fuel up at the end of the day. I know many people talk about that, uh, but it's the truth. We change our lawnmower blades, for example, and we fuel up all of our equipment at the end of the day. Uh, Guys want to go home. I want to go home. Uh, But at 7.30 in the morning, people are drinking their coffee, eating their meal bar, Changing a lot more blades and fueling up in the morning, playing, uh, you know, wrestling and tackling with the gas pumps with all the other, uh, you know, uh, blue collar guys at the gas pump. That's a struggle. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever tried to pull a 40 foot rig through the gas station at seven in the morning, but I I literally see it every single morning. And I'm like, why would you do that at 430 in the afternoon, five o'clock in the afternoon before rush hour? uh, The gas stations are wide open. So little micro efficiencies gained. I, I I have a fun line that I say, you, you don't get crushed in business typically by having a two by four clock over the side of the head. It's it's usually death by a thousand paper cuts. Yeah. And that's what I've noticed. So if you can keep working on those little micro efficiencies, uh, 1% here, 1% there, that adds up to to big gains over the course of a year. Yeah, spot on. The, Dr. Frank taught me that, Brian. It's called the slight edge advantage. And if you have two lines on a paper... They look like yep. they're parallel, but if one's just slightly at a degree, you know, after about 500 miles, it will be a big difference. So all those little things Brian just talked about over time, that's what separates the, you know, most profitable businesses for those who are um, in survival yeah. mode. How does Echo make outdoor grade outdoor power equipment? We start outside in the heat, the cold, the rain. We give it hell, test it, best it, retest it. We make it tougher, more powerful, more reliable, more Echo. 200 plus tools forged by the elements built for pros tough pros outdoor grade pros we make it gas powered battery powered professionally powered then we get back outside we get back to work that's echo and that's outdoor grade 
Echo, power on and on. You wouldn't drive a car without suspension, so why would you mow without it? With racing-inspired, patented full suspension and integrated cutting decks, Ferris commercial mowers are engineered to deliver a quality cut faster, allowing professional landscapers to earn more profit and bragging rights. Ferris suspension is not just a feature or a marketing gimmick, it is a game changer that simply has to be experienced. True suspension changes everything. Visit ferrismowers.com today to find your nearest dealer. Ferris. Experience suspension. Do you spend too much time worrying about the safety and security of your vehicles and machines? Are you tired of the hassle of building schedules and routes for your crews? Well, GPS Track It is here to help. They understand that keeping your assets safe and managing your crews efficiently are crucial tasks, but they don't have to be your job. Let GPS Track It take some of the mental load off with their cutting-edge tools, including real-time asset tracking, optimized routing, efficiency reports, and more. With GPS Track It, you can focus on your real job, building your business. So why wait? Visit gpstrackit.com slash Paul to get started and experience peace of mind like never before. Are you in the market for a new high-performance mower? Look no further than the Kubota Z200. This mower combines quality, comfort, and ease of use all in one package. And now select models come with the new K-Ride Comfort System for optimized comfort. Experience the elevated zero-turn performance with the three-point system and choose from cutting decks ranging from 42 to 54 inches. Plus, the Kubota Z200 comes with Kawasaki engines. Don't wait to experience the difference for yourself. Visit KubotaUSA.com for more information and to find your local Kubota dealer. Jeff Olson and The Compound Effect with uh, Darren Hardy. Those are my two, one of my top two favorite books uh, from six or seven years ago. Those guys are crushing it. <laughs> All right, guys. Audience, we got poll number two coming out here for you. And then we'll continue on with, with Paul and Brian here. Um, all right. So, million dollar question, guys. What is more profitable? Working on customer loyalty and advocacy or getting new customers? Uh, can you share some tips, tricks, um, things that have worked for you guys that might work better? So what's more valuable? Uh, current customers or new customers? Is that the assumption? Yeah. yeah. Man, that's a, that's a good one. I mean, I, I would say both. I don't know if it's a trick question, but if you got current customers that stink and they're low margin, well, you got to get rid of them, right? <laughs> but... Uh, I'd say it's always expensive, more expensive getting a new customer than to keep one. I mean, uh, the, the the reality is that it takes time and money to go get those customers. Um, do you want to keep replenishing the ranks and pruning maybe the bottom 5-10% of your business year over year and re- replenishing them with new higher paying customers and quality customers? Of course. Um, but for me, you know, I, I try to work with both. You know, We can move the needle uh, by raising rates and adding services to current clients. So uh, it's two oars in the water for me. Yeah, I I agree both. But the the loyalty to the current customers are you need to make sure you don't lose any of them because you um, get complacent because you're just so comfortable that they've always been your customers. So 
paying attention yeah. to the details and, and treating them really well to keep them as a customer and then looking for ways to potentially um, upsell and cross-sell them because they already know, like, and trust you or should. So it's easy to, to upsell and cross-sell to your current customers. But absolutely, we've already discussed Brian's a world-class marketer. So you need to attract new customers to, to keep your business going as well. But um, while not neglecting or, or being um, complacent um, and lukewarm with your current customers just because you know, you, you got a good thing going. You got to be intentional to, to keep them happy as well and, and be looking for ways to sell them other services. Yeah, I completely agree, guys. They're not mutually exclusive, right? Um, you got to get new clients to make them into loyal clients and, and uh, as those others fall off. So, um, all right. What, what's the one piece of practical advice you can give someone out in the field service industry right now? Oh, you go first. Cause I gotta think. <laughs> I would Practical say, piece of advice. yeah, I, I would say get a bookkeeper as soon as possible and get um, financially literate. A, a lot of guys that are technical, you know, you mentioned them blue collar guys at the gas station in the morning, you know, take pride in and being able to make something look good with your hands and do the technical side of things. But there's a whole other layer of success in business where you understand how to read a profit and loss statement. You understand what a balance sheet is, what a statement of cash flow is, what it means to know your numbers. And actually, even if you didn't pay attention in math class, like take seriously, like Brian mentioned, looking at your bank accounts, keeping those financials organized. And, and that's one of the biggest issues that I know Brian and I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I don't know about you, Brian, but so many of the calls I take, it ends up turning on money. Like, what should I be charging? What should I be paying? My, it, it, it's a money related question. So, so getting on top of that as quickly as you can. Um, I ha I'm in year like 14 or 15 as an entrepreneur and I have the most peace of mind I've ever had. And, and I think in part of it is because there's an organization to the finances and I know what's going on and there's margin and it's peaceful. Not, not that it's like perfect, but uh, there's a margin and a piece about it. And, and, and that came from knowing my numbers. So that, that would be my number one piece of advice is get to know your numbers and put into work to figure them out um, as soon as you can. I love it. I, I think that's fantastic info um, uh, and advice. I, I did not know my numbers six years ago and I was a train wreck. So <laughs> it's a, uh, I'm a living proof of that. Um, I, I, I would just say really simply two things. One, you got to learn to sell period. I said, if you're a business owner, and, and everybody's sales approach or how you sell is different. I have never not met an entrepreneur though that knows that doesn't know how to sell. Uh, and even in then, the rare instance that they don't know how to sell, they know how to hire somebody that does know how to sell. Yeah. But somebody has to sell the vision, sell the dream uh, to the customer and to the employees, right? To build the organization. So uh, how you sell and how you uh, have your approach is totally up to you. There's a couple different ways. Some people are hard drivers. Some people are very loud. Some people are very um, phlegmatic, very chill. Uh, but they all have the same process or a similar process is they get people to buy, right? And so number one, I would say you got to learn to sell. And if you're an employee, typically, you're not in a selling position. You might have a distinct role that you do. And when you become an entrepreneur, as we all know, you're wearing seven or eight different hats, obviously. But the number one driver is going to be sales and marketing. Uh, so I would say... Uh, get good at sales. And I've learned that skills, uh, sales is a skill set, not talent. Like talent you're born with, skills you can develop. And I'm living proof that anybody can learn to sell because I was not a natural salesperson 10, 20 years ago. Literally the exact opposite. Um, and just really quick, the last thing I'd say that I think kind of goes hand in hand with all of this conversation is just please begin with the end in mind. 
try to have a vision of where you're trying to take your company. What kind of customers? How big of an organization? Uh, look around at some of the other people that have been there, done that, and maybe work that plan backwards. Uh, don't reinvent the wheel, please. Um, I'm all about innovation and disruptive innovation and trying new things. Uh, but at the end of the day, <clears throat> there are success principles. There are things that work. There are things you can do to replicate what other successful people have done. And I would really encourage people to be a student of success. Uh, and then figure out the life you want to live, figure out the lifestyle, the company, the end vision. And I don't care if it's a $20 million company or you want to be an owner operator making 250 grand a year. Uh, both are awesome. But don't get confused along the way trying to build your company that would make somebody else happy. Like build the company that would make you happy. Um, the company I had six, seven years ago, we were already 11 years into this thing. I was not happy with where my company is. Um, and to be honest with you, 12 months ago, 18 months ago, I was not happy with the kind of company that we had, which was a great company. But where we are even today, we're continuously, um, I guess, reinventing ourselves is the best way to say it. And I'm really proud of the company that we have exactly today. And of course, we're still refining that. But man, I wish I would have knew today what I, um, you know, 15 years ago, what I knew today, because I would have told it took a totally different trajectory. My GPS, if you will, would have went a completely different route to get there. And but the destination that I had set, if I even set one, was not where I wanted to go. So please begin with the end in mind. And um, that's just an easy tee up the GPS track. And man, you got to punch in your, your destination and then just trust the plan, trust the course. <laughs> and there, there will be detours, let me tell you. But that's okay. We'll always find an alternate route. Amen? <laughs> Right, and then, yeah, and the journey is the fun part, right? And then it's just learning from those successes and failures. I think we learn way more from failure than we do success, right? And it's just not repeating that in the past. But um, yeah. awesome advice, guys. Awesome advice. So we're going to open up for a little bit of Q&A real quick. Um, we got poll number three coming out also. Um, so if there's any questions out there, we are, we're ready and waiting. Well, hey, I just want to interrupt really quick and say thank you for you guys putting this all together. This is a great resource. Uh, I know um, more than likely we're going to be doing some more in the future. So uh, I know GPS Track is getting more and more involved every day in the green industry and helping people you know, free themselves up with uh, some different hangups in their business. So shout out to the GPS Track team today. Yeah, I um, appreciate that. Well, y'all will be back. I don't know if I will. We'll see what, uh, we'll see what numbers I get <laughs> coming back in from the, from the polling here. GPS track and hosted by Jeff you know, <laughs> every Wednesday. <laughs> Love it. Jeff, it, uh, broadcasting school, they taught us never to have dead air. You, you ever, you ever watch? I know, I know. You ever right? watch uh, all these questions. Um, Rush okay, Limbaugh so. is going like this if there's ever dead so air. I got, a, I got a couple coming in here. Um <laughs> There's a rookie mistake. Didn't check. We're all, we're didn't all professionals. So, so, okay, guys, here we go. There's always a concern when we use GPS trackers, which is how to prevent trackers from being unplugged from the vehicle. Um, uh, do you guys have experience with that or I can take it? I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts because I've got mine. Um, and I've, I've uh, had some people comment on some Instagram posts and some videos like what they do. But mm -hmm. what, what is your guys' uh, most robust solution that you guys have found? Because that's a really legit uh, question. Good question. Yeah, I'm captain plug and play guys. Advantages of that are easy deployment, um, better ECU, more stable, more uh, data fidelity, right? And so what, what comes with that is, is the ability that the OBD2 port or your, your diagnostic port's open. It's right there staring at the driver's face. So um, it's, it's front of mind. Um, we want to put it back in mind, right? So easy way to do that, guys. We have Y cables. They're relocation cables. Leaves that creates a replacement port in the vehicle. So 
doesn't have to be unplugged for any reason. If you go in the mechanic shop, it prevents um, it being right up in front in front of the driver, hidden underneath the dash, just like you would um, with a hardwired unit, which is also an option, guys, hardwiring the unit, hiding it in the vehicle somewhere, right? Um, but that plug and play option is great using that wide cable, um, keeps it out of sight, out of mind. Um, and, and also, by the way, guys, standard with GPS track it are, are tampering alerts, uh, main power disconnect alerts um, set up by email or text message. So there is any power loss or disconnection of that type of device, you're going to be notified immediately. So you can, you can reconcile that and remedy that in real time. So, um, great answer. That's a good answer. <laughs> another one here. Um, any advice to retain good employees? That one's for you guys. Ooh. Uh, you want me to weigh in Paul or you got to, you want to go? You, you can go ahead. I, I would just say you got to treat people like, like, like they're golden. You know, when you find good people, you got to do whatever you can to keep them. Um, Quality pay, get good equipment, um, incentivize them, bonus them. You know, you'd be surprised how how uh, thirty bucks in uh, a lunch every Wednesday or every Friday or whatever you guys do, how far that goes. You know, uh, and always uh, here's one thing I would really encourage you guys to get good at is uh, public displays of awesomeness. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but um, brag on your people in public, like you high fiving your guy. Uh, in the enclosed trailer or in the truck or at the shop. Like, sure, that's awesome. It's always feels good to get an attaboy. But bragging on somebody in front of somebody else, uh, I don't know about you guys. I like being talked good about. And when you use the word blessed, it means to say something good about. So when you bless somebody, you're 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 talking good about them. And it doesn't take that much effort to have a team meeting for 10 minutes in the morning and bring up two key employees that week that just went above and beyond. And you want to edify the behavior that you want to see replicated in your organization. Let me say that one more time. Edify the behavior that you want to see replicated in your organization. Hey, Johnny over here, he's doing a great job. He comes early, he stays late, and he took really good care of Miss Johnson's house last week. We got an email from, from her saying uh, how, how delicate he was planting those shrubs and how attention to detail. What's everybody going to do that week? Do a good job planting shrubs and paying attention to detail. Okay, so uh, the idea is to to highlight those people, have those daily, weekly wins, and and also if you have to correct somebody, do it in private. Okay, it's not also the same team meeting time to rag on somebody who backed uh, a truck into a skid steer. That person's not going to stick with you; they're going to feel like a squid. <laughs> so, praise in public, criticize in private. Wonderful advice. Paul, you got to get a, you got to, we got a one, two. <laughs> yeah. One, w- number one is, is top dollar premium pay. I mean, that is uh, super important. You have, you have to have competitive pay and be paying more than the other opportunities that they could have. And that goes back to what we said earlier about knowing your numbers in case you're just tuning in, you got to charge your customer, you know, the pro- proper price so that you can pay your employees top dollar and yourself and run a successful business. And number two, you need to give them a vision I referenced earlier, I was very blessed to to be at a company um, headquarters that does a million dollars a year. And I, Brian, I know you love your shop tours. This this shop tour was Mac Daddy. We need to circle, ball, circle back. Yeah, that looked yeah, incredible. It is incredible. It's in New Hampshire. And anyway, I, the, their employee retention, and you guys are going to think I'm making this up, but I, li, listen, I'm, I'm a truthful person. Uh, 95% employee retention. So that means last year they had 100 employees, Jeff. Brian, I'm not great at math, but 95% means 95 of the people that worked for North Point Outdoors last year came back this year. 
95 wow. out of the 100. And they have a gigantic waiting list of people that want to work there. And I could see why. They treat them excellent. They pay them excellent. If you work there for 10 years, you get a brand new truck. Not like a company truck that you drive while you're working. Like you take your girlfriend or wife to the movies Friday night in it. Like your truck. And it's $45,000 truck. Um, brand new. And so the guys that are like in year six and seven, they're like, three more years till I get my truck. Whereas other companies where someone's working there for six years and then someone down the road offers them $2 more per hour, they jump ship and leave, but they don't leave yeah. North Point Outdoors because they're like, I ain't leaving. I'm getting a brand new truck in three years. So they they give them this incentive and not to brag on this company, but they, they had the best employee retention I've seen and I've done almost a thousand episodes, but it's because they give a vision to their employees. And they also teach you when you start working there at age 19, they say, we're going to teach you how to become a millionaire by the time you're 40 or 50. And they teach them the Dave Ramsey. Um, I think it's called smart dollar and they teach them, okay, what do you got to do in your budget to save $300 a month? Cause if you do that with compound interest, you're going to have, you're going to be a millionaire in the next amount of years. And so most landscaping companies aren't taking the time to teach their people how to become millionaires, giving them a brand new truck, like everything Brian said with the words affirmation. So um, that's the, out of all the podcast episodes I've done where I've asked that question, <laughs> Jeff, it's the most popular question. I think um, they're the most great example that I've seen. They have the, the strongest employee retention and it's because they pay good and they give you a long-term vision of why you want to work for them long-term, not just for the summer. That's investing in your employees, right? It's creating that vision, that culture, that family atmosphere that that you matter. You're not an employee number. You're you're a human, and and we care. Um, and and it goes back to what Brian was talking about: praise in public and criticize in private, so that um, that relationship and that bond stays strong with you and your employees. That's awesome. Um, I think we got a, time for a couple more here until um, I get the red light. But um, if you, it's this little cost benefit analysis here, guys. So if you had to take budget from marketing, let's call it Facebook, Instagram campaigns, um, to put it into optimizing your operation with say a technology like GPS, um, I don't know if we can put a round number on this guys, but how much would you take? What's, what's the, what's a good split there if we're trying to advance the technology? I, I, I'll, I'll go in on it. I, I don't think you have to really uh, evaluate that much. I think you could use GPS tracking on a shoestring budget. The, the investment is nominal. I mean, uh, there's different plans and different um, hardware that you guys can invest in, but it's actually way more affordable and uh, nominal than you guys would ever imagine. I mean, literally, if you're an owner operator and you have two trucks and two guys, it's for you. It's not, you know... $5,000 a month, you know, like your, uh, you know, Cisco foods over here. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm sure GPS track, it can facilitate all the above. Um, but it's actually very, very nominal. Uh, if you had to pull some marketing dollars away, just, uh, you know, turn off your, your, um, maybe Facebook ads that you're using for, um, uh, per, uh, boosted reach, but that doesn't mean you have to turn off Facebook marketing in general. You know, mm -hmm. you could just use the free stuff. Um, so I don't think it's a very, it's not like we're trying to figure out where to take 10 grand from something and put it towards GPS track it. It's actually a fraction of that. So I don't think you have to worry, really worry about that. Brilliant. Good question though. Yeah, brilliant answer too, by the way. Wonderful. Yeah, you guys, <laughs> it's roughly a dollar a day. You know, if you yeah. can create peace of mind, transparency, increase revenues through productivity and efficiency and, and, and reduce overhead costs through the tools and features we have at a dollar a day, uh, I'll bet you all day long, I could save you a dollar a day with that type of technology. So, um, uh, yeah, great feedback there. Paul, anything to add? 
No, that's great. Um, mon- we talked about monitoring our finances earlier. You want to monitor your equipment, your vehicles, especially if you have multiple vehicles out there. Where are they at? I could tell you a bunch of funny stories of you know, you know, employees deceiving me. This was pre technology days and, you know, pulling stuff on me. And, and I had, I had some fun, fun stories that I don't think are appropriate for this first webinar. <laughs> I want to come back. So I want to tell you, but well, you, love GPS track is story time next time around. How's that sound? Yeah. Well, y'all, y'all were on my podcast and, and told a funny one years ago of somebody that took a work vehicle and went somewhere they shouldn't have. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I do remember that. All right, last one. Um, uh, what is, um, we've discussed this a lot, and so I think we can kind of highlight this, but what's your formula for, for growing a business? Maybe some, some highlights, some bullets of, of some things we've discussed so far today. Well, I'll just wrap up with a quick thought, and it's going to just echo what I mentioned earlier. You got to begin with the end in mind. Um, you got to know where you're at, uh, where, you know, where you've been and where, where you want to go. Uh, and you know, if, uh, you just got to get honest with yourself, you know, that thing, that's a winning formula for growing a business. Um, I will say this, it does take a lot of effort. It takes more effort than you'll ever imagine. There'll be blood, there'll be sweat, there'll be tears. Uh, it is worth it. Uh, but for growing a, a successful company, man, I mean, what is a successful company? Uh, let's just deduce it. It's just good people with good customers. Right. And so I think if you want to grow, you have to invest in uh, your people, like we talked about, and also invest in your customers and build that relationship. By the way, a client and a customer are entirely different. So you want to have great employees with great clients and a a relationship with those customers that turn them into clients. Right. So long term success is just having great people on the, on the, uh, on the, you know, bus and then also having great customers to, to serve, great clients to serve. All right, guys, it's, it's shameless plug time. Um, we appreciate you so much for being with us. Um, audience, thanks for tuning in. Um, one more time, guys, let us know um, where we can find you all online. Uh, yeah, really simply, Brian's Law Maintenance on YouTube, uh, Fullerton Unfiltered Podcast, LaunchpreneurAcademy.com uh, is our training website. Um, and then all over the smorgasbord of all lawn care social media, man, anywhere you guys uh, type in lawn care, we'll, we'll probably come on up. But uh, exceedingly thankful, exceedingly grateful, exceedingly humbled to be here. Um, uh, I'm hanging out with Paul Jamison. The guy's got the largest uh, green industry podcast uh, on the planet. A couple million downloads. Uh, For anybody who who knows Paul's show, he's constantly ranked in the top 100 of not just long care podcasts or business podcasts. We're talking the entrepreneurship category, hanging with guys like Gary Vee, Andy Frisella, uh, and all the greats, which is insane. So two things. One, congratulations to Paul. Number two, shout out to the whole lawn care community. You guys are incredible people. Uh, I would always say if we put all my best friends in lawn care at the best positions of government, schools, <laughs> banking, I think we'd solve this country's problem in, uh, problems in about three minutes. Uh, they're the best people I've ever met. They're, they're the most salt of the earth people. The kind of BS that we deal with every single day with customers, oh. equipment, employees. Uh, they are... And they are just the, the best people. I'm telling you, it's a, it's a beautiful community of people out there. Guys, girls, young, old, no respecter of persons. It's amazing. So uh, I just want to say thanks for letting us, uh, for letting myself share and maybe representing the uh, the home team. But uh, yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah. Any, you, any, any chance I get to hang out with Brian? I mean, he's building a dream house. He just nonchalant had a baby, you know, and, uh, calls me, you know, your baby is like three days old and, and, you know, running multiple businesses. So, uh, any excuse I get to, to chat with, uh, Brian is, is always a fun time. 
I have a daily podcast Monday through Friday. We have a fresh new episode. Uh, it's called the Green Industry Podcast, and we just try to be a morning. There, there's a radio station where I met my producer, Mr. Producer, who's Brian's producer as well, and we had a really popular morning show there. And so Mr. Producer and I were talking years ago, like, let's let's make a morning show for entrepreneurs. And so that's kind of what we've done over the years. The show's evolved, and we just try to um, you know, when someone sees there's a new green industry podcast episode each morning, we just want to provide a jolt of motivation and inspiration and, and hopefully make you laugh and, and provide some business nugget to help you uh, get a little bit better in your business. So it's a, it's a audio podcast Monday through Friday uh, called the green industry podcast. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Thank you all so much for joining this inaugural first ever um, GPS track and podcast. So um, y'all take care. We appreciate it. See you guys. Well, that was a lot of fun, and I wanted to uh, take a moment, and I, I wanted to talk about this when Jeff asked me, but I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to do a shameless plug of my new book. I just didn't feel like it was appropriate, or maybe I was just shy. I don't know, but I am excited about this because it is full of what I wish I knew when I started a business. So, if you're on your entrepreneurial journey and you want to make more money, you want to become more profitable. This book covers what it means to be professional, what it means to build your business, to sell it one day so you can get top dollar, what it means to be as efficient as possible. We cover in my new book what it means to know your numbers. And not only do I share my two cents on knowing your number, no pun intended, but we also have uh, some writings by Megan and Joey Coberly, who are my personal bookkeepers. And they write about that knowing your numbers is necessary, but understanding your numbers is critical. And they go in depth of what it means to know your numbers. Uh, we talk about pricing strategies as well, uh, building best practices, how to raise your prices, um, and then all the things such as building your dream team, communication, um, social media, and so much more. And there's also 13 inspiring success stories in this book. It's by far the best book I've ever written. And um, I've written four books and I uh, am confident this is uh, the best one for for um, many of reasons from the stories that are shared in the book and just, um, I, I just laid it all on the line. So it will help you uh, grow in your business and uh, you can pick up your copy today. Uh, Mr. Producer will put the link in today's show notes. The book is called The Lawn Care Advantage, Winning Strategies for a Thriving Landscaping Business. Um, inside of it's got the expert insights, the real life success stories, and it's available on Amazon. So you can pick up your copy today of The Lawn Care Advantage, Winning Strategies for a Thriving Landscaping Business. Well, thanks for listening to today's show. Please grab a copy of my new book. It will definitely uh Get you the the jolt, the bolt. I don't know if that's the way we're Marty. The yeah, the encouragement and, and just the inspiration and, and a, a bunch of uh, business nuggets to grow your business. So anyway, I'm really excited about this new book and I, I hope you will read it. Uh, it will bless you for sure. So thanks for listening. Grab the book and hope to catch you on the next episode. The Know Your Numbers training program is the shortcut to financial freedom that I wish I had. You see, success requires more than us just working in our business. We must learn how to work on our business. And in the Know Your Numbers training program, 
you'll learn how to stop burning cash so you can learn to make all your services truly profitable. You can bid with total confidence that each job you sell mean more profit in your pocket as you build long-term wealth. Because we're going to teach you how to start paying yourself as the owner of the business the right way. You can grow a healthy business as we identify and track your cash flow for continuing success so you can stop losing sleep over financial details as you gain the skills to delegate the tough number crunching activities as a lawn care business owner and never chase those unpaid invoices again we'll teach you how to streamline your billing into a hands-free process so we will cover all of this and so much more as john Pajak and i are the teachers in this e-training program it's called know your numbers it's available at our resource center at the green industry podcast.com Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.